Welcome to the Revolutionary Stewardship Podcast. I'm your host, J.D. Shears, a pastor, certified kingdom advisor, certified stewardship instructor, and an investment advisor representative. We will be discussing topics such as biblically responsible investing, estate planning, and wealth transfer that will benefit you as an obedient steward. Christianity is revolutionary. Shouldn't your stewardship be as well? This broadcast is brought to you by the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Hello and thank you for joining me for Revolutionary Stewardship. My name is Jay Shears, pastor, certified kingdom advisor. We appreciate the fact you're using wisdom from this podcast to facilitate better financial stewardship in your life. If you have questions about today's podcast, feel free to give me a call at 888-226-7614. You can find our contact information at kingdomplanadvisory.com. You can sign up for a free consultation. You can also shoot me a message from that site. I'd be happy to talk to you about today's topic as well as others that we've discussed in the past. So, January 2021, there's volatility. There's volatility because of the political environment. There's volatility because we're still dealing with uh, the pandemic and vaccinations. There's just a whole lot of stuff. And the market doesn't like uncertainty. Okay? It absorbs it. It chews it up. It digests what it can. And then it will react to things that it doesn't understand or doesn't know um, what the outcome is. Politics is one of those things. Uh, the pandemic is, was absolutely in our lifetime one of those times uh, that we didn't know. Uh, the last time I really think that the, this was an issue was the the uh, all the the talk about the or the scare tactics of the Y2K. Uh, you know, the, the world is going to shut down. The internet's going to fail. Everything you know, financial markets going to dissipate. I mean, it was it was ugly uh, and it never transpired so when we're dealing with volatility one of the biggest issues that you as an investor should be concerned about is risk tolerance I've, I've beat this drum several times over the last podcast and, and since about 1999 on my radio programs risk tolerance and I want to talk to you about it again today because it is highly important and it, it, it's really important to me right now to discuss this with you because what I see is the human characteristic of short-term memory loss. Okay? Short-term memory loss. What I'm talking about is if you were in growth positions over the last three or four years, you've probably seen a pretty uh, um, sustainable um, growth to your portfolio uh, over that three or four-year time period. If you were invested in growth or value-oriented or... Uh, mid caps, those kind of things, small caps, growth. Anytime that you mention growth, many times that coincides with risk. Okay, so what happens is people get this this false sense of security that the market always goes up, and when the market hits a correction or the market goes into a bear market, uh, people are like, "What in the world just happened? I just lost half of my assets uh, because the market, you know, went down for for three or four quarters in a row." That I attribute to short-term memory loss. The market doesn't always go up. Now, as a planner who's been in this uh, uh, discipline of financial planning for 24-plus uh, years, I I've seen it um, several times that the market goes up, the market comes down, the market goes up, the market comes down. 2008 was, was pretty horrific. Um, wasn't friendly. But then we hit a growth spurt, and I would, I would argue that you know we've been... Uh, in a bull market for 12 years, um, 
you know, there were some hiccups in there. December 2018, we had a few days where the market really took a bang. I mean, it, it got uh, uh, dropped to its knees. And then the following month, it recovered. Uh, and then it took off again. So those things happen. But my conversation with you today is this. Don't get caught up in, in the investing emotional hysteria. And you see it all over the internet. You know, if you would have invested in Apple, if you would have invested in Yahoo, if you would have invested in uh, um, Marvel, I, I've seen it, in fact, this past week, uh, it, it's been all over the place. Uh, if you woulda, woulda, woulda. Well, listen, you, you can't just <laughs> just throw everything in, in growth or everything in bonds or everything in a coffee can uh Without any any investigation to what your risk tolerance is, okay? And risk tolerance is determined by a series of questions, all right? A series of questions. And some of those are emotional questions, all right? Some of those are, are you know, what would you do if? So let's let's view some of the, the issues regards to risk tolerance because risk tolerance is important for this particular reason. It limits, it limits emotional distress particularly in a down market. All right. So what, when we hit a bear market, we hit a correction. Many uh, individual investors, those that are, are, are uh, basically controlling their own 401ks, 403bs, 457s, that type of thing. The market goes down and then you follow it. You know, you sell whenever it's at a low or close to a low because you, you just, you, you, it's hard for an individual investor to be disciplined. Because emotion comes into play. And to take that out of there, you have to stay in accordance with your risk tolerance. So risk tolerance does this. Um, it aligns you with what you can stomach, right? It also protects growth. It protects, not necessarily uh, 100% of the time, but it, it, it protects from unnecessary loss. It's not guaranteed, okay? Okay. You know, setting up your portfolio in accordance with your risk tolerance doesn't always mean that you're not going to lose money. What it does is it protects you emotionally. Okay, it is, it, it, it is a preventative for making bad decisions. So, what do we look at? We look at age when we're doing a risk tolerance questionnaire. You know, if if you're 25 or 30 or 35 years of age, um, can you sustain more risk? Because you know, a market cycle and it may have changed. But I've always said a market cycle is about 11 years. Uh, there's different opinions on that. But you'll normally see about three upswings, two downswings in a market cycle. It's kind of balanced. But do, do you have time to recover if you're in your 20s and 30s if we have a correction, uh, if we have a, a, you know, a, a bear market of three, four, five, six quarters possibly of, of negative GDP? Uh, it, it's possible. So that person could be more in line with a growth portfolio that they could recover from. If you're 64 and a half and you've got on this, you know, hey, my brother-in-law, my son, my, you know, my daughter, they all said I need to invest in this acronym thing, Facebook, Apple, Netflix, uh, uh, Google, and I'm six months away from retirement. People, that was really bad advice. <laughs> uh, you know, and, and people say, well, Jay, you were wrong because look how much it went up. It, it, it could also go down. Uh, your exposure uh, to that may not align with what emotionally you can handle. 
So we look at the age. We look at your income. All right. We look at your income. So as as we uh, factor in what amount of of dividends or interest or coupon payments do you need from your investment portfolio will really kind of dictate uh, a, a piece of that puzzle as far as your risk tolerance. Unfortunately, over the last 10, 12, 13 years, interest rates have been so low, there's a lot of people that have been in the market that normally wouldn't have been because they need a higher rate of return to replace their income once they retire. So if you're getting a 2% on a CD on a $100,000 certificate of deposit, you know, you're looking at uh, uh, less than or, or basically $2,000 minus taxes of income per year versus if you went into a dividend paying position or a portfolio of, of, of utilities or energy or real estate or corporate, bo- corporate bonds, sometimes even municipalities, that could increase your, your dividend payment uh, or your income by three, four, five percent above what a, a certificate of deposit would pay. So a lot of it depends on how much you've got, how big of a pile of money do you have. The smaller the pile, the more risk you're probably going to assume if you need income. All right. So we look at income, we look at age, we look at time horizon. How soon do you need access to the money, whether it be lump sum or income? The longer the time frame, the higher the risk normally a person can can expose themselves to. Now listen, th- this this is opinion. Um, doesn't necessarily match up with who you are emotionally. I know many people that are in their 20s and 30s that cannot tolerate risk. Just can't tolerate it. If the mar- if the market went down 3 or 4%, I mean, they're having uh, uh, fits. I mean, they just can't, emotionally, they can't handle it. So that's a big piece of the puzzle. So age, income, time horizon, okay? Or uh, uh, age, um so income slash a pile of money that you have and time horizon, okay? Three pretty big factors. And then we get into the emotional play of this. And what we do is we show maybe three or four different scenarios. Three or four different scenarios based on what the market would do over a, a period of time. And it may be uh, a very principal protected guaranteed type of portfolio where it only goes up, but it's a slow. It doesn't... Hardly even keeps pace with inflation. And then on, on the, the other end of that spectrum, we may show that the, a, growth, a growth portfolio um, you know, may have an opportunity for you know, 18 to 25% growth, but also could have an opportunity for 18 to 25% loss. And we kind of take a look at that. And the only problem I have with that particular, uh, it's, a, it's basically a picture show because we show a diagram, is people don't really equate the picture with the actual event. Because I've had many people over the last couple of decades that that said, yeah, you know, I, I really want to go after that growth. Uh, and then they forget that there's there's opportunity for loss. Um, and it could be pretty, pretty horrendous. Uh, and then when it happens and they see that their account value is down 30, 40% over a, a six month time period, they have a freak out. And they're just like, what in the world just happened? I'll never recover. You know, I'm going to get out of this. And they sell at the wrong time. Okay. I've seen that happen. People have, and this is my opinion, but this is based on experience. People have a, a higher tolerance for risk until it happens. 
Okay, so anytime a person tells me, "Yeah, I can," I, you know, I really want to be growth oriented. I really try to talk them down a little bit. It's like, listen, you. What happens if you get a a, a statement January first, uh, and it's at hundred thousand, and you get a, a a statement December thirty first, and it's at fifty five thousand? Oh my, you know, it, it, talking about it as fiction and talking about it as fact is two different things regarding t- risk tolerance. When it actually happens, your your uh, response may actually be different than what you think it would be. So those are some of the questions we ask, okay? Those are, you know, age, income, expected income needs, uh, lump sum needs, the pile of money that you have, looking at what your Social Security income is going to be, maybe what a, a, if you have a pension, uh, what it's going to be. The higher, listen, those folks that have Social Security, maybe have a a government pension, um, normally can sustain a little bit more risk, but it's it's individual preference, all right? So if we have family A, family B, and family C that all have the same assets, same income, same time horizon, may actually have different portfolios based on expectations and based on the, the, the... uh, exposure to risk and how they would handle it emotionally, because risk tolerance is the is the emotional control. All right, the emotional control of of trying to prevent you from selling when it's low and trying to pre- prevent you from buying when it's high. That that's one of the main tools of risk tolerance. Okay, and it does some other things, but it, it's it, risk tolerance is is critical. It's critical. And risk tolerance is a moving target. It changes as you age. It changes as your income changes. It changes as your assets change. You know, you may be trucking along at $30,000 of your income and you may have $6,000 in a 401k and all of a sudden grandpa leaves you half a million dollars. Your risk tolerance just probably changed, right? Those things change. Or let's say you're trucking along at $100,000 of income. You got half a million dollars of assets uh, in a 401k, and then you go on disability at age 50. Your risk tolerance probably probably just changed. Okay? Believe it or not, and I, I hate to say this, but it happens. Sometimes risk tolerance changes because of divorce. A uh, person has four or $500,000 in a 401k, and they just seen half of it go out the window. Their risk tolerance just changed. You know, they, they spent 20, 30, 40 years of their life accumulating, and now half of it's gone. I've seen it change. So risk tolerance is a moving target. Why am I talking about this again? Because of the volatility, because of the uncertainty, political volatility, uh, uh, natural disaster volatility. And I consider the, the virus natural disaster. We can't control some things, right? But what we can control the physical we can control the physical in response to not controlling political, uh, uh, natural disasters, um, among a myriad of things. Controlling the physical offsets not being able to control some of the physical. Okay? Risk tolerance is important. You know, if you're one of those people that, that have rolled this thing up, I, I challenge it. You know, take a look at, at what's going on. It, it's... It's good to review your risk tolerance at, at the minimum annually. Annually. You need to review. And sometimes during that risk tolerance, what happens is 
you didn't change anything. Nothing changed according to your risk tolerance. But your portfolio changed because of growth or uh, because of correction. And you need to rebalance the portfolio, uh, portfolio to get it back in line with your risk tolerance. Okay? This, this isn't rocket science. Okay? It's actually pretty simple uh, until you get to the point of, of, of dealing with procrastination. And that's probably the biggest issue that we have um, as far as dealing with people actually aligning their portfolio. Because what we have is we, we've got people watching the internet, listening to their brother-in-law, listening to someone uh, talk about how well they've done in the in the break room at work and they're 30 years younger than you. Th- those are a lot of the barriers or a lot of the catalysts that cause you to make bad decisions. Okay? Um, you know, and, and responses, make sure you're dealing with a professional um, in regards to aligning your risk tolerance with your portfolio. All right? Uh, your, your, your brother-in-law, unless he's a, a, <laughs> an advisor, uh, uh, um, you know, uh, an investment advisor, CFP, maybe an accountant, maybe a, um, you know someone who who understands what's going on. Um, you probably need to align yourself with someone that that can guide you without emotion. Okay, and that's kind of what risk tolerance really is something that we try to remove emotion uh, from making bad decisions. So, listen, if you have questions, uh, I'll be happy to talk to you. Uh, you can give us a call at 888-226-7614. I ask you to share this uh, podcast. Uh, it's good information for, you know, as, as stewards, as obedient stewards, we have to understand that God owns it all. God would expect us to, to not get uh, uh, too greedy uh, in regards to growth. And I know that it's tough. You know, when you see something going up 30, 40%, it's, it's tough to rebalance. It's tough to say, hey, you know, I got to realign my portfolio based on my risk tolerance. I, I get it. You know, I empathize. I sympathize. Um, but we listen it, to save you heartache in the future. You, you've got to align your your investments with your risk tolerance. If you don't know what your risk tolerance is, give us a call. Get on uh, KingdomPlanAdvisory.com. Uh, shoot me a message. Sign up for a free consultation. A risk tolerance is about a fifteen or twenty minute conversation. Okay, and while we're having that conversation about risk tolerance, I'm going to do something that the worldview advisor doesn't do. I include aligning your risk tolerance with your beliefs. All right, aligning your risk tolerance with your beliefs. So I look forward to talking to you, people. Volatility exists; it's not going to go away. But you've got you've got as an obedient steward, you've got to take action. God bless. Hope you have a great day. Thank you for listening to Revolutionary Stewardship. I encourage you to visit KingdomPlanAdvisory.com to read our latest articles and sign up for our monthly newsletter. If you would like to arrange a free stewardship consultation, please schedule on our website or you may call 888-226-7614. Securities offered through Vanderbilt Securities, LLC, member FINRA, SIPC, and registered with MSRB. Advisory services offered through Vanderbilt Advisory Services. God bless.